This is Keeping It Real with Nairi Siggy. I'm here with Fiona. We're in the Isle of Sound studios. And the red wine of the night is Henry of Pelham Cabernet Merlot 2009, a Ontario VQA. Fiona's done her research. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, just basically what looked up like where Henry of Pelham is. Mm-hmm. And it says it has a 300-acre vineyard located in the Short Hills Bench subappellation of the Niagara Peninsula. You know where the Short Hills are. Of course I do. It's one of my favorite places. See, what you could do is you go and do a hike, and then you go across the road to Henry of Pelham, and oh, you buy some wine. There you go. Maybe a tasting. Or a tasting. A, go for lunch. Yeah. So, But I was like, well, what the heck is a subappellation? Um, so I looked into that. I don't know what the sub part means, but found on the vqaontario.ca website that wine appellations are in a sense location or origin of where the wine is from or grown. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, the wine appellations of Ontario are Lake Erie North Shore, Niagara Peninsula, and Prince Edward County, which we drank last sampled week. last week. Yes, we did. Um, so they were saying that wines that are VQA are made from 100% Ontario grown grapes. And in order to claim a more specific appellation of origin, for example, like VQA Niagara Peninsula, which I don't know, this one, this one I think is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, it says they must meet quality and production standards and show that all the grapes used in un- production were exclusively grown in Ontario with at least 85% of the grapes grown in the stated Appalachian. That is, well, you know, I don't think, uh, I think it's getting better now. A lot of people maybe don't realize just what kind of quality wines are grown Mm -hmm. in Niagara. And there's over, I I Googled too. (laughs) And there's like over a hundred wineries just in the Niagara region. So you could go to a wine tour and hit two every weekend for a year and you wouldn't even double up on them. That's awesome. So it's amazing. And I mean, yeah, a lot of them aren't particularly big, but they do produce a ton of great world-class wines. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, we could be we could be here reviewing wines for ages. Ever. Forever, <laughs> forever. And, that, and we're just doing red because, you know, we'll drink white when there is no red. And yeah. so far, there's a lot of red. So, <laughs> But yeah, so today it is the Cabernet Merlot, Henry mm-hmm. of Pelham. And uh, yeah, just 40 minutes down the road. And uh, definitely in the heart of some beautiful uh, hiking and outdoor recreation. So mm-hmm. something to do that's COVID safe. You know, go for a hike, enjoy some wine. Nice. So our CrossFit topic is an extension of last weekend's topic about worst workouts. And Fiona had an extensive list and I just had specific items. <laughs> um, and so the uh, Chris suggested the second topic being how do you deal with hard workouts so sort of uh coping strategies or how you break a workout down um yeah so first of all i guess the question is do you like knowing what the workout is or do you prefer to be surprised well i think knowing allows you to dress properly for the actual (laughs) workout wear a box jump appropriate pants yes (laughs) because there's many a time i'm doing like uh what do you call that uh, wardrobe malfunction where I'm oh, like yeah. pulling up the shorts or yep. pulling down the shirt. Um, so it is important in that regard. Uh, but it goes back to saying how you can have like those butterflies in your stomach. 
because you spend all day kind of dreading it. Yeah. But um, I think I think it's good to know in a, in a regard because then you can kind of prep yourself. Yeah. And use some of those coping skills. Mm-hmm. So you're going to strategize. Yes. How are you going to get through the workout? Mm-hmm. You're going to break it down into, you know, playing a little bit of mind game with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, using, uh, breaking down the reps or the rounds, you yep. know, when it's like a 15. Break it down by rep. fives or just Three focus sets on, of fives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, the music, we got into that a little <laughs> bit last week too. The All music the good does CrossFit help. songs came on after the workout. It is. It's funny because it, it's just the tempo or the beat or it's mm-hmm. just whether or not you push yourself through something, right? It makes a big difference. And then having somebody who's a similar, maybe a little bit a, more advanced fitness level than you, you see that person keep going. It pushes you to keep going. So, you know, although sometimes if you're in the moment, you're not really paying attention to what other people are doing. But if you hear somebody picking up a bar, you know they're not stopping, then that pushes you to keep going. But uh, yeah. I think, you know, even even though I say we're far from being professional athletes, knowing what the work it is and visualizing how you're going to get through it really kind of physically prepares you even though you haven't done the workout yet. So when you get to it, you're like, okay, my bar is going to be here. My mat is going to be here. You know, I'm going to transition from each element in this particular format. And it kind of makes you comfortable with the movements even before you get to it. Yep. And so that definitely, knowing what the workout is makes that part, you know, that transition. Like, okay, I've thought this out. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you just got to focus one on one element at a time. You mm-hmm. can't be thinking about your grocery list if you're doing box jumps. No. Well, we could, but it usually ends poorly. Yeah, you'd leave DNA on the box, so yeah. that's not good. It's not good. Yeah, and I mean, for, for me, it's like, you know, it's just, like, yeah, it's just one element at a time. And so you can't really think about the whole workout. you just like, okay, I'm doing, you know, say this deadlift for the next five reps or whatever it is. You just can only focus on that one thing at a time. And, uh, you know, and like once you get moving, I find you're like all those butterflies or whatever, that anxiety, just it goes. Mm-hmm. And you just, now you're just so focused on what you're doing and you're kind of like, think well why did I get all worked up about this well you know? and even doing the the thruster ladder right like mm-hmm. it goes really quickly because you're doing it by threes mm-hmm. before you know it you're like in the 18th round and you're like oh wow it's over you're thinking <laughs> 18 18 rounds but then you're thinking okay how do I break down these thrusters mm-hmm. right so yeah you can't do them on you can't do them unbroken but no <laughs> you're trying to break them down at least like I'm doing two sets of six and then Mm -hmm. the remainder of them, you know, to get through it. But Mm -hmm. it does definitely help cope as well when you're doing it with other people. So misery Mm -hmm. loves company. Oh yeah. You know, doing, I don't know how Jen Drenth did, but she she beat me by two. She beat me by two. She did it by herself. Yeah. And I said that, you know, as I'm leaving, I would not want to do that workout by myself. Like it makes the world a difference when you have other people around you. Even having, you know, even if you're the only one doing it, but you've got other people, you know, cheering you on and, you know, counting out your reps and saying, oh, you've got, you know, you're almost there, whatever. That just pushes you to work a little bit harder because you just, you don't feel like, yeah, you don't feel like you're alone. Mm-hmm. So, so I told Jen, like, this is, oh, you're, you know, this is what you need to do to beat me. And I mean, even the other day with that, uh, it was the hang squat cleans and burpees over the bar. Um, I gave Paul a time check at his fourth round and say, this is where you are. And just knowing those little cues pushed him to go a little bit faster than what he maybe would have done otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, it's really about uh, um, breaking the movements down, focusing on one thing at a time. And then if you've got a crowd around you who are pushing you, then, I mean, that's kind of, uh, that pushes you past your limits. So, mm-hmm. 
because it's all mental. I mean, most of it is all mental. You physically can do each element. You just get wrapped up in sort of the anxiety of it all. And I find pacing yourself helps too, right? Yeah. You hear about people running out of the gate, but then they lose steam really quickly, right? Like, Oh, and how many times do you see that, right? Like, it's almost like rookie mistake. Like, oh, you went those way too fast on those burpees. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But again, it's like you got to know where you can, uh, you got to learn your body too. And that Mm -hmm. comes with experience and time too. So, for sure. You know, but so that's our coping strategies. You just got to break it down and then it's over. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or, you know what? It's done. And now we're going to finish the rest of our Henry of Pelham Cabernet Merlot. Thanks, Fiona. Awesome. Thanks. (laughs) 